I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair quest, quest, quest. Hello there, everyone. This is Vic Cohen, and you are listening to the place where there is no such thing as a question that is ever off limits or ever too personal. I'm looking at my guests. I'm warning her. Our guest, I'm so excited to have her here. You know, it is just awesome because, you know, when you work with certain people, you form a friendship or you've only memories that you guys have. And that's, that's her. And she is, if I had to say, let's say, a, if I had to use five words to describe her, it would be a big ball of energy. She is, that's five. Yes, she's counting. She is really so special. And I'm so happy you guys are going to get to meet her tonight. And I'm going to get to spend some one on one time with you, her and you guys. These, this is how you might know her, okay? Playboy Playmate of the Month, August 2004. Now, if you're saying, those of you watching, oh, yeah, then you are need to get a life, like that you would remember August <laughs> of 2004, but she was Playboy, Playboy Playmate of the Month. Yes. Deal or no deal model, 175 episodes, at least credited on IMDb pretty much since the beginning, and yet she's only 5'5", five five, although some sites say she's 5'5 five five and a half. Unusually short for a model but she was a favorite. Case number 14, if you were a fan. Also, she's done tons of Playboy uh, productions in addition to this uh, being the centerfold. And she is a fantasy football analyst. Did you know? Did you know such a thing exists? It's true. She is co-hosting Every Man's Fantasy on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Channel 87. She is Pilar Lastra. I mean, Vic, that was quite the introduction. Come on. I mean, I mean, and honestly, though, like when you were saying my height, um, yeah, no, that's way wrong. I'm actually five foot three. Really? But we <laughs> measured you. Do you not remember? So you've grown yeah, two you inches. You guys also put me on a scale. <laughs> Did they really? Remember? No. No. So you're five three. I'm five foot three. But the okay. thing is that That's like, even better. It goes I, against the anti-model. A hundred percent. Like, I have no idea what the heck I was doing on Deal or No Deal for, right. I mean, I was there from the pilot. So, oh, I don't so you know really were there from the beginning. No, you were, then that, you were I was there. Because we did, 200. what, 300 episodes? Six million. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, we did 200. <laughs> did we do 200 I think. episodes? Or maybe it was 100. But no, it was 200. Okay. Uh, at least, because I remember a cake came in. Right, right. Okay, and we I got remember bags. that too. Yes, that's I'm right. I'm sure. So, um, you know, like souvenir bags. I only missed like three days of filming when I went shark fishing for ESPN. Okay. That was the only time I missed. Other than that, I was on all the episodes. That was a job you had? You went shark fishing? Um, I mean, I guess technically it was a job because I got paid to do it, but... Uh-huh. I mean, it was yeah. like a real job. You weren't just hanging out, obviously. What would no, you be doing? No, no, like, I was trying to reel in some sharks. Were you like, a guest then? 100%, like a yeah, deal or we no were, deal? No, no, it was just... Actually, it was myself and two other playmates that went. Oh, okay. And so they, they had us do it. It was like during shark week or whatever, and we were so anxious. I really wanted to catch a shark. But we'd get out there, and we were like in the middle of a huge storm, and they were like, don't you want to go back and get ice cream? I was like, no, I want a big... Fat shark. Did, That's what I want. I want a big fat shark. Ca- catch anything? No, or? we caught nothing. You know, you and I have a lot in common, more than you even realize. Really? Uh, yeah, because I was the Play Girl Centerfold. Stop it. August for, 2004. No, July 2004. Stop it. So people went from one to the other, and I'm 5'3". What Stop are the odds? It right and every now. and everyone lies about my age. And I bet it, your age or your height because my height. Sorry, I don't know why I said I my saying, age. Ain't nobody lying about my age. Actually, I thought about <laughs> something else, and they'd be lying about, but in Playgirl. But yeah, I feel like um, 
I have a longer legs than I do torso, so that's why I get away with it. You put on some high heels and a short skirt on me, and people will me believe too. that I'm five seven at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I would I would be you know like I never grew up in a world where I could be a play girl centerfold. Like I mean, uh, I'm I never sure you could. no no. I'm telling you. I oh, mean, I, I don't. Like, I'm going to be honest. I mean, this like, isn't low self esteem or anything. <laughs> okay, it's just the truth. Okay. I mean, women. Um, I'm hitting my peak, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> I've just decided. You're like, uh, okay. Um, no, but when I was like in my 20s, like you were when you were doing your Playboy yeah, thing. Yeah, I was or, crazy young. Um, or maybe you were a teenager. I don't know. Were no, you 18? No, no, no. I was 22 when I shot. The pictures came out when I turned 23. Okay, so like you grew up knowing you're beautiful. No, um, I was a complete nerd. Were you a uh, high school prom? Uh, queen or whatever? No. So, okay, so... I was like military ball queen. Okay. Well, at least you were a queen. (laughs) I'm like the junior ROTC program. Really? Yes. You you held a gun and spun it around in circles and stuff? Yeah, I was squadron B commander of our junior ROTC. Of course. (laughs) I know, right? Duh. That was in uh, San Antonio, correct? Yeah. So you grew up in uh, Texas most of your life. You're born here though, right? Born in California, and then I was raised in Texas. We went to San Antonio when I was six months old. Okay. And your dad, is he in the military, or how did you end up in San Antonio? My mom. My dad lives in northern Spain. That's where we're from. Spain? Mm-hmm. Really? Wow. I had yeah. no idea. I know. See what we learned? It's amazing. I know. I was teaching you Spanish earlier. I know. You're great. I want you to be my That's... teacher. You were very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a quick okay. learner. I'm a quick learner. I will tutor you. <laughs> I would like that. So your your dad and ma- mom aren't married? No. They got divorced? Yes. How old were you? Like just born? I was six months old when they divorced. So does that, do you think that's affected you? Um, well, I think there's there's no way that I could say it didn't affect me, but I don't think that it affected me in in a, in a way that I would say like, oh, I'm a victim or like things weren't going to happen for me or whatever. Like, right. I mean, because of it, I saw my mom. She's a crazy, crazy strong woman and she's a like serious workaholic and, you know, she raised three girls by herself. So kudos to her. Like it gave me, um, it gave me the knowledge to know I could do whatever I wanted and there's no reason why somebody can't. When you grew up, was it challenging because your mom was a single mother and she had these three kids? I mean, did you grow up poor? Um, so in the beginning, I mean, we grew up very middle class and like in the very, very beginning, I would say it was kind of, kind of poor, but you know, my mom put herself through school. She learned English and, and we had a great life. We lived very like a middle class. Are you the oldest of the No, girls? I'm the youngest. So your dad had you and he's like, adios, amigos. I'm no, out of here. no, no, no. You know what I mean? Make sometimes- sure you stay right on top of that. No. Okay. Right yeah. up on the mic. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I mean, sometimes things just don't work out. And I'm like a firm believer, like if it doesn't work out, there's no need to stay together for the kids. At six know? months, did you know it just wasn't working? I did. <laughs> <laughs> At six months. I am that much of a genius. You were bitch. crying until they left. I was, until he I left. Was. I was like, you know, I just want you guys to be happy. And if you can't get along, then- just go Let's your go. separate ways. So do you, as a child, did you see your father much? No, because he lived in Spain. But I know, but they have airplanes and yeah, boats <laughs> and all kinds of ways, no. you know, in this modern No, world. no, I grew up with just, just my mom. Did he ever call to wish you happy birthday? No. Did he ever give you a, a gift? No, it wasn't that kind of a, he didn't, he didn't. So really he was a horrible that. father. I mean, no offense to no. him. That's not a great father. Um, well, I think you I'll have say to, it for you. A, right. No, no, no. <laughs> Repeat <laughs> after me. <laughs> He was no, a bad but like father. It's just different, different uh, circumstances. Okay, well, you have a good viewpoint on that. Yeah, I mean, I have a relationship with him now. When I turned thirty, 
Yeah, well, he owes you I 30, he owes you 30 gifts. I think, no, it, you know what? That is not what it's all about. I, I don't know. want a bunch of presents, but I have a great relationship with him now and I'm happy. I think it was much easier to sneak out of the house and I only had to sneak around one parent, not right. two. You have a really positive spirit about you. You really do. <laughs> What's that from? Is it, Do you think it's genetic or do you think that like, I mean, was your mom like this? Is she like uh, this? My mom is very positive. But honestly, I feel that when I turned 33, I went to Peru. I started backpacking. Well, I've been backpacking since I was about 30. You backpacked from the uh, parking lot to the studio, I noticed. That was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. That was incredible. I was like, man, that's aggressive. So but 33, no. you went to Peru? I went to Peru and I did like a serious like soul searching Michu Pachu Pichu. Machu Picchu, yeah, yep, 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 Machu Picchu. And um and it was just it, it really did change my life. I don't there's like things are just gonna happen in life. You know what I mean? Right. And and they well, don't what was it at thirty three? What was the would you call it a crisis? Yeah. <laughs> like a couple months right before I turned thirty three, I just realized, you know, I was twenty three when my Playboy issue came out. It was a very fast life. It was a very fun life. What do you mean by a fast life? That things happen fast? Uh, no, nothing's ever happened fast in my life. <laughs> well, 23 to be in Playboy seems pretty fast. Yeah, but no, nothing happens fast in my life. Like, like I work so hard for everything and it takes forever for like a deal to go through or whatever. But so no, nothing, but it was a fast paced life. Okay. Uh, not things, you know, with work or whatever, but, you know, I had a, a successful radio show, the success of Deal or No Deal. You know, I had that huge Jose Cuervo campaign for two years. So it was like- How, That was, what was that Jose Cuervo for those who don't know? And I don't remember, um, honestly, because it must've happened right after Deal or No Deal. No, it was or? during Deal or No Deal. So what was the deal? Were you a, a spokesmodel? Yeah, a spokesperson for them. And we were hosting different events. I was too, for Manischewitz. I mean, this Not is amazing. Sexy. This is amazing. During football, <laughs> You like don't even know what Manischewitz is. No, I don't. It's the worst wine ever. But it's a Jewish stop wine. It. No, I definitely or don't Friday know. Nights, yeah. I don't know it's what horrible. bad it's wine like is. Syrup. I don't know bad wine. Okay. But you were doing, um, so you were doing this for uh, Cuervo. You were going uh, Right, hosting parties, football parties and stuff like and, that, yeah. And they pay you a premium to come and hang out. Right, right. So celebrity. It, was, it was great, you know, and having that lifestyle, you you live a very fast-paced life. And then one right. day, like, I woke up and I was like, what am I doing with myself? Like, yeah, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Like, this is real. I'm dancing on cloud nine. And everything I'm doing is funding me dancing on cloud nine. But, you know, I was just like, I was bored. Like life was just boring as, as crazy as it was. I was During just, your deal or no deal work, you were think, bored or was it when it ended? No, well, because I was still working. I was still, you know, I still had my car show. I still had a lot of things going on. You had a car show online or was that? Online. And that was called the lap? Uh, Hot laps and then they changed the name to Playboy's Garage. Okay, can so, people still see that? On, yeah, 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 it's what, still up there. So what would we Google or go on YouTube? To, just go to Playboy Garage. Okay. Just Google so that. So it's now called Playboy Garage. Yeah. But, so they- did they replace you? No, it's still me. Oh, so you're they still- They just changed the name. I got it. Okay. They just changed the you name. You still are taping that. It's still fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just finished uh, driving the new 2016 McLaren 650S. Wow. Sweet. Sweet. If you ever have $400,000 laying around and you want to get a badass, am I allowed to say that word? Yeah. Okay. Car, then I highly recommend this it, one. Okay, great. Yeah. So you're like the you're like every man's fantasy. Like you love- Cars and, and like, all right, that's the name of your show. So you were going through this crisis at 33. Right before I turned 33. Okay. And this is why you were still on Deal or No Deal? No, or? no, no. Deal or No Deal was over by now. Okay. So that's done. The Cuervo thing, done. Mm -hmm. we're, and okay. Were my you not car working show, at all? Though, no, I was still working because okay. I've, I've always had my radio show. I've always been writing my books. You know, I was still writing. I was still 
doing so much work. I was still driving the cars and everything, but I was just bored. I was okay. bored. It, it wouldn't matter how fast you were depressed. Car. It sounds like I don't think I was depressed. I th- well, yeah, actually, you- yeah, I would say I was depressed because like a lot of people, and we were talking about this earlier. A lot of people like they hide behind like their smile and like their fun and like that right. was a crazy thing. Everybody would thought like there is no way this like somebody would have like kicked me. If they would be like, why are you depressed? Like, what is wrong with you? Right, here's the deal. How much more money do you want to make? How much more fun do you want to have? But it was just, it was empty. It was shallow. Here's how I know. Like, I get, I have something sometimes called mild depression. It's called okay. dysthymia. Or dis, I, you'd say I'm dysthymic. Okay. Would be the, you know what they, the doctor would say. And when I'm dysthymic, I'm, I have like this, it's kind of like a little bit of a light flu feeling, but like in the sense if a cold, like the sniffles equivalent, it's whatever, you know, you still go about your life and I still have fun and everything, but a true depression, like a major depression. Okay. I can, and I've fortunately have never been there, but it's where you find no joy in things that you used to find joy in. Like I can get up and like right now I'm having a great time. Now, yesterday morning I was kind of down. But here I am with Pilar. Right, right, right. You know, I'm happy. But if I were truly in a clinical major depression, as it sounds you were, nothing would get me up. It wouldn't Yeah, matter. I just, I felt like I was just like, my soul was asleep. Like I was just bored. Like it, it came to a point where I was like, what are you doing? Like, what do you live for? What are you, why are you getting out of bed? Like everything I do, I could be replaced. Right. So when I went to Peru, I had this huge spiritual awakening. I played with some shamans, did a little bit of ayahuasca, saw some crazy visions. And I don't do drugs. Right. Like, what? Ayahuasca? Ayahuasca? What is that? It's a hallucinogenic. Jeremy, he's <laughs> our producer and he, he runs the studio. Are you there, Jeremy? Yeah. I'm sure you've done this before, right? I, I, no, you, you kind of have to go to Peru and be led by a shaman yeah. and and go through this whole process to do it properly. So okay. I've never had that opportunity, but okay. it sounds amazing. Yeah, it, Jeremy's no, like no, a... No, no, no. <laughs> it, it does not. It's horrible. It's really? awful. But oh I thought God. this was a positive experience. It was a positive experience, but... Like, you have to understand where I was in my life. Like, I had friends dying of too much cocaine and champagne. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't do drugs, but all my friends were doing it. This was for a spiritual experience. Yeah. And, and like, in their rituals, they believe you take this hallucinogenic. It's, it's, um, like a, a DMT, like it releases like DMT or something like, or it is a DMT, but, um. What's a DMT? I've never heard of that. It's the the type of hallucinogenic drug that. They say this only happens, this chemical is released into your body naturally at birth and at death. And nice. so that's like their spiritual marketing thing that you're like, oh my gosh, it's such a sacred thing. But There's actual so packaging? Yeah, says, you, no. I mean, pretty much. Yes, it's on all the websites. What did you have to pay for that? It was $1,300. Oh my God. I know. That would put me further in a depression. I know. I know, you know. That was I just mean, for the uh, just for the shaman and... Yeah, it and, was for a week and... and and you smoke this you, stuff? No, no, no. You drink it. It tastes like V8, like warm V8 mixed with some dirt. Oh, it sounds wonderful. I know. I, I don't recommend this to anybody. Do you drink it every day? No, you drink it every other day. And you take it three times. Three but, times a day? No, every no. Other three day. times. Every other day, three times? One time. Three times. So one time, one day, and then you don't take it the next day, and then the next day you take it another time. You can go back oh, okay. and get a second cup. But it's not awesome, Jeremy. Don't believe that. Like, it's awful. Like, people have died from this. Like, you have so, to be in a really bad place in your life. But they believe- You were willing to die? A hundred percent. It wasn't like, I mean, I had to ask myself, like, this is the life that you're living in. 
if you're not happy and this is the change, like at, at some point when you're looking around at your surroundings and everybody else is kind of like in a bad environment, it's only going to be a matter of but time before you yourself are going to get into some kind of trouble. Have you ever heard of therapy? No, I'm a Latina. <laughs> we don't believe in therapy. <laughs> we really? go into the wilderness with a backpack for 14 days. So and therapy was out, out of the yourself. question. Yes. No, I, I don't believe. I mean, I can talk about something but you yourself have to figure out what needs to change. Somebody else can tell no, you. No, let me just share with you a thought on this. Okay. Okay. And okay. we can agree to disagree or okay. maybe we won't. Okay. I don't know 100%. where this is going to go. Okay. But I will tell you that my understanding, um, Freud and um, Jung, they're okay. famous, you know, psych- guess, found no. very important people in psychology. They couldn't even analyze themselves because you need someone on the outside because you're too close or whatever the reasons were, which I couldn't say, but they right. felt that they needed someone from the outside to help them in their own therapeutic experience. So I don't really agree And that, that's fair enough. If that's you know, the school that you believe in. I bet. I, I a, believe. No, we're I not done believe. with <laughs> All right, you're the guest. I forgot. <laughs> I believe, Vic, that like a lot of things, you can go to a therapist. I have a lot of friends who go to therapists all the time and they're, they're told, oh, this is what's wrong. Like, oh, you have daddy issues. Oh, you have abandonment issues. Oh, you're depressed. Oh, you have money issues, whatever. Or you can go and have a real conversation. The hardest part of of self-realization is admitting to yourself what the problems are. That means you have to admit some shameful things that you've done in your life, some your shameful past. Let's talk about those. Yours, What's yeah. the thing you're most shameful of? Well, I don't know. You know what, what was self-sabotaging to me was that I was such a workaholic and I always used work to always um, avoid like a relationship, mm. always avoid you know, letting somebody get close. Like, or like, cause the thought of loving somebody and losing somebody devastated me. So I was like, well, why even why? love at all? Well, because I, I just never wanted to feel what it was like to ever lose somebody. I'll tell you why. Why? Because you lost the most important man in your life when you were six months old. No. No, your father? No. I think so. It wasn't like, that wasn't like the most But they, you the don't most kind of abandon But that is abandonment. But I don't have abandonment. Like that's his thing. And that's like, that's actually between him and my mom. But you're, you're his daughter. I and, you understand know, that. Do you think a father has a role in raising a child? I don't think a father should have to do anything that he doesn't want to. I agree with that. that. That's not the point. He, like, that's not, I like, agree with you. <laughs> okay. But don't you think that a child needs a father, that it's it's a helpful thing and that, I mean, we've it's not a secret that a lot of people, men or women, right, right, right. When, they're, when a parent leaves, it's very common for them to feel abandoned. But this I never knew anything different. I was six months old. I never knew anything different. So I can't say to, like- But what about going to high school when, you know, I nev- elementary school- My mom school was like such a great, she was such a great balance at being both like a father and a mother figure. Okay. Well, then I, I might be wrong. Feel like I, mean, I, I miss that. A lot of people, a though. So, well, I, mean, I know, I but a lot of people would say that, and that's like the thing that would bother me about therapists is that they'd be like, "Oh, your father. You grew up without a father." No, you know what my problem is? Like, not that. Like, the, like okay. when I when I was in my very first relationship, I was twenty one years old. I dated the guy till I was twenty eight, and when we broke up, I was like, "Man, this sucks." Like, this, this is a seven year so relationship. Much. It was your first love? Yeah. And, and so then that's why I was like, why, if it hurts so much to lose somebody, like why should I even love anybody to begin with? If I never invest that much of myself into somebody, right. then it'll never hurt. So that was the first person that I ever, that I ever okay. lost. Was you know what during, I mean, that I ever felt? During so Deal or No Deal? Really? He left yeah, you yeah. then? So you must've been a wreck. No, nobody said he left me, buddy. I left him. Whoa. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. But just because I left doesn't mean that the relationship was healthy. Why'd you leave him? 
It was just the relationship wasn't going anywhere. He didn't want to pull the trigger and get married? Do you wanted to be married? Yeah, that. And so, and I wanted kids at that point in my life. You still didn't want, want kids? kids. Mm-hmm. Are you in a relationship now? I'm not. Hmm. But okay. I am accepting applications if you know anybody. Jeremy, can you hit that music, <laughs> please? I think this is our cue. Wow. <laughs> I don't think you realize, Pilar, but Vic has ulterior motives. <laughs> this may be more than just an interview. Oh, is that so? This might be a first date. Oh. Because aren't first dates kind of like interviews? Jeremy? They are. Please bring in the rest of the stuff. <laughs> they are, right? You get to you talk about... 100%. We talk about family and where we grew up. <laughs> and, I mean, this would be like the perfect first date, right? Yeah. I think so. Perfect. Okay, so we'll just continue. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. This is so romantic. Is it? No, oh. There's more. <laughs> Thank you for getting that in the right spot. So um, can you see me okay through the flames? I can. I can. And I want you to know these songs have been handpicked off for the occasion. For every guest that you have never. that it could potentially this be. This <laughs> has never happened. Jeremy, how many? But wait, t- so Jeremy, let me just finish telling you. Oh, oh, Jeremy. Keep coming. I mean, yeah. all the candles. <laughs> All the candles. I don't believe that this is your first time. Yeah, I swear to God. <laughs> what do you think was in that bag I was carrying? Stop that, it. Candles For and all wine. all of your guests. And no. Oh, and you did ask me, do I want wine? I said, do you like wine? You said you're no. Right, you're right. And I'm I, trying to get on the wagon. And I brought like an amazing bottle of wine from Was it that cheap CVS? one? CVS. <laughs> that cheap juice? <laughs> the man is Jeffitz. The man That's is funny. Um, so there wait, should so be Jeremy, more, Jeremy. I believe Jeremy, there's some more. So the... The lesson to be learned here is that ayahuasca yeah. was ag- aggressive. I don't recommend it. People have died off of it. You have to be in oh, a really okay. crazy part the in your life. The stuff you were taking in Peru. Yeah. Um, it, was, it worked out great for me. But just in December, there was a story <laughs> where, oh, my goodness, I feel like we're going <laughs> to, we're going to, like, start a fire here. I mean. That's very so, romantic. I, I know. I mean, who I doesn't know. love candlelight? I, I'm really, I love I've gone candlelight. all out here. I, I had mean, a hunch you were. I'm I had trying, no idea you were such a romantic. I'm working so hard here. So oh. just, it's not that hard. I, I know. I know. I'm not that difficult. No, you're easy. <laughs> 100%. There we go. Thank you, Jeremy. Oh, and That's another one. Yes, Jeremy, they come in a pair. I mean, is Jeremy, Jeremy, are you and you single? can bring the you can bring the edibles. Is I mean, not a, not marijuana, something else. <laughs> I don't do drugs. No, there's no drugs. Just I don't, there are no drugs. <laughs> that could kill you. Thank you for oh, that. Oh, he dimmed the light. Yeah. Oh. See, it's like, you know, this is... Oh, my. Just the way we rehearsed it. How many times? Three or four times, Jeremy. Not you and I. And there we go, some chocolate, you know. Oh. I don't oh. know if you're eating chocolates, but... This is amazing. These are my mom's favorite chocolate. Oh, my God. Well, you can have those. If you don't want to eat them, give them to your mom. Oh. Send them to your mom. <laughs> Send them to my mom. All the way to Texas. 100%. She, uh, let's hold that up. The Ferrero Road Shares. They are my mom's. Okay, very and good. And my favorite, too. So you took this hallucinogenetic, hallucinogen. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> okay. hallucinogenic, yeah. I think that's right. Okay. And then I saw, like, these crazy visions of things in my life. Like, basically, like, it's all in your subconscious, but when you take a hallucinogenic, a lot of times it, it surfaces. Okay. So um, I highly recommend therapists to give this to their patients because everything that they don't know they have held deep down inside is going to surface. So what did you discover? A lot. I mean, I saw a you lot of You can hit self- us with that second song, Jeremy. I saw, I saw like a lot of like self-sabotage that yes. I was doing. Um, but, you know, at the end of everything, this is amazing. <laughs> is this Aerosmith? <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't know what you'd like. I, I just no, this is went good. random. This is great. And picked what I thought would be fun. Yeah, this is great. Isn't it? I feel some, like when I hear this song. You feel something? I honestly do in my heart. What do you feel? Like warm. Like um, I feel is like, it fuzzy like that lovey kind of like, dovey feeling. Uh, does from it make this your music. heart smile? I'm serious. You're making fun of me. I no, think. I'm asking real questions. It feels, yeah, it feels really good. Does it feel like your heart's smiling? Kind of. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. It's like I feel like that feeling of love, like what people describe as love. This song, it's just... Oh. Do you? No, because I remember the video and it was kind of sad. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's so emotional. Yeah, yeah, very emotional. Uh-huh. I like it. So, I love it. Yeah. Okay, so go on. You were... Uh, so anyhow, so in my whole trip to Peru... The first time, I just going to realize, like, you know what? There's going to be good days and bad days in life. And even your bad day, like, why are you going to make it worse? Just accept it and try to find, like, the most positive things about, like, your day. Like, there's no reason why you can't laugh every single day of your life. If you need to, like, buy a little joke book and read them to yourself and make yourself laugh, like, that's what I try to do. So it sounds like that, like, if someone's truly depressed, there's no joke book that's going to help. But it sounds like whatever you took broke through the depression. In my particular case, and yeah. a lot of people's, it doesn't. Because you tell someone who's really depressed, a hey, read times. this joke book. They'd be like, yeah, right. But you but can tell somebody who's, I mean, it's just, you have to get to the root of why you're depressed. So you, People are depressed for like a reason. You have to know why you're depressed. Like me, I had this fantastic life. It was so So what much was fun. the big reason? I missed that, I think. I just had no no meaning to my life. After my trip to Peru, like I left Playboy. I quit working the events with Playboy, making a ridiculous amount of money. Um, and I started teaching yoga to children with disabilities. Oh, wow. It was so much more fulfilling. <laughs> That's really amazing. Like, yeah. I went from making, you know, six figures to $10,000 a year. When you say six figures, do you mean like more like more than $200,000? It's a fair uh, with question. Playboy, yeah, it is. <laughs> with Playboy, no. But you get like, are you just called in whenever they need you? Mm -hmm. And you're like, and you it's a retainer on... essentially. Like if they don't call you at all during the month, you're still getting your weekly salary? No, no, you get paid per event. Oh, I see. So it adds up to six figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. If you're one of the girls that they're working all the time. So, okay. and, and I mean, I, and yeah, were, I, I was working a lot for them. So here's the deal about being naked. Okay. I'm curious about this. Some women say that it's it feels empowering to be beautiful and... Okay. I hear this. Okay. No, no, no. I hear it too. Only you've been in this position. 100%. I haven't. So there aren't many who have. So you... So there's a feeling of some would say of empowerment. I'm comfortable with my body. It's a beautiful body. And I'm going to share it in a, in a public way, but as a way of... Because it's like art. It's beautiful. And why not share it? That'd be power. And then some would say it might be, and I'm curious again on your thoughts on this, um, objectifying oneself. And, okay. and and the opposite, it's an amazing thing. You could, you know, perhaps say both of the same situation because it's it's um, feeding into certain men's fantasies as if you're there just to serve them. Um, and I'm just curious, like, what's your thought on that? So I think I've, I've, I've heard both sides and I think people are perfectly entitled to that's how they would feel. Like, I mean, I was 22 when those pictures were taken, like empowering, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like... I'm comfortable in my own skin. I was 22. Nothing was wagging, sagging, or dragging for crying out loud. Like, if I was going to do it at any time in my life, it was going to be then. Like, would it be a little bit more empowering for me, like, now that I could, you know, that I'm 35 and, 
you know, things have changed a little bit. I don't quite look the same as I did when I was 22. That would be more of me to say, like, I'm comfortable in my own skin. So at 22, whatever, you just weren't even thinking that way. It was a way of just doing something special because Playboy was a big deal. No. No. (laughs) No. Playboy found me off the back of the Hollywood Reporter. And I kind of thought it was a big joke. How'd, th- how'd that happen? What do you mean um, Because I had done an independent film called um, Malibu Spring Break. And it was like a video that was like um, all like in blockbusters at the time. Oh, what's a blockbuster? <laughs> I'm too young. I'm a millennial. I know, I know. So it went straight to video. <laughs> it was an, an independent film. Um, and it did really well for block in like blockbuster and then went to cable or whatever. But when they were advertising it, they were advertising on the back of the Hollywood Reporter. And I was completely like anti-nudity, like they tried to renegotiate my contract, my low-budget contract, like three times. I was like, no. And just so all of you know who are watching or listening, The Hollywood Reporter is a trade magazine. So you have a lot of casting directors, studio executives, producers, and perhaps even people looking for Playboy models. Um, Well, I know Playboy was getting the magazine, obviously getting the magazine. And so on the back where they were running the big ad for the movie, um, it was like me in a bikini with a bunch of other hot girls, blonde girls, in bikinis, and so I thought I was that it was a big joke. I thought that they were asking me to pose because I thought that the production company was just being punks. Um, they called I was like, you. So, were you living out here at that point? Yeah, I was living out here already. So and Playboy so, called you, like some how, or was it through an agent they found you? They they reached out to the production company. Okay. That that did the movie, and so um, so you know I researched at that time. You know, it was, it was life changing money for me. It was life-changing money what for was the money? me and my family. It was $25,000. But, okay. you know, I mean, I was young. And it was a different happy. time. It was a while ago. It so, was a long time ago. It was back in right. 2004. I mean, it was what? So, uh, 12 years ago. Yeah, so, a know. long time ago. Did you Could you negotiate that 25000 No, it was standard. It was locked. They're like, this is yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it was standard rates, what every girl gets. And did Hugh have to sign off on you, Hugh mm-hmm. Hefner? Yeah, I mean, they used Polaroids. They would take like... You would walk in with like no hair, no makeup, and then you'd have to just get naked. And then they would take some Polaroids and off those Polaroids, if you were hot enough for the Polaroids, then you were hot enough for like a a proper test where the photographers would come in with lighting and hair and makeup or whatever. So, um, so you went to the mansion? I did. I've been to the mansion a lot. Like, but for the first time though, I'm saying like they bring people in, they were using the mansion as a place. No, well, um, to stay while I was shooting, yeah. Why do you need to spend the night? Is it that because, much? Yeah. N- uh, because I live so far away from the studio. I see. And so it was just aggressive for me to have to drive two hours in traffic and then shoot all day and then drive another two hours back. So I just stayed at the mansion. Do they airbrush you a lot? Uh, a lot. I wish that they would have done a little bit more. Like, <laughs> Really? What were you not yeah. happy with? I just wish that like I, I see some of the... Some of the um, some of the other airbrushings in like my year, like somebody completely had their hoo-ha airbrushed out. Like they had no vajayjay. It was all airbrushed out. Like, and I was Is like, yours really? There? Yeah, mine was there. But like, I wish that they would have just airbrushed like a little bit more, like sometimes in the poses, like things just kind of look weird or whatever. I wish that they would have just made my waist a little bit like smaller. Right. You know it's what I mean? It's a different time like, now. Everyone gets so airbrushed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they did a lot of airbrushing back So then. you were anti-nudity, yet now you're doing Playboy. Was it the money so, that enticed you? Um, it wasn't. It was certainly the the money was a huge factor for sure because that was life-changing. But um, I researched a lot of like what Hef stood for and what the company stood for. And that's like when I learned a lot about Hef and um, how he stood up so much for like women's rights. They had the Playboy Foundation that would do so much good, get a lot of people out of trouble that 
don't belong to be in trouble. Right. You know, um, and Hef had a tuition reimbursement program for the playmates because he felt that yeah, working as a playmate, we were making more money than what men were, were making working, you know, four hours or eight hours. What were you making? Um, standard play rate, playmate rate was just slightly over $1,000 An hour? Day. No, for the day. Okay, and we're... So eight hours. And this was, for, what would be considered that kind of work? Like, it, could it be We'd just put spending, on our bunny costume and then we would sit around and take pictures with people. That would just come by? Yes. Do they have that every day? Like, they're just always our bunnies around um, in case they're my, guests? No, 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 no. This is at events. I see. So okay. either at an event or or a party. But no, not just hanging out at the Were the mansion, men respectful? No. Very respectful. Some of them would get out of line or whatever. But for the most part, I felt like men were very intimidating or intimidated. Okay. Do you think that's because you know? you're a powerful, strong woman or just in general, all of the, because you, you know, you do have a very. I do. I do uh, believe that. I feel that I do let off. Like, listen. I mean, you have a lot of confidence. Don't, well, Some men I'm like, don't, dude, don't act like a fool around me. Like, don't act like a fool. So I think that I do give off that kind of a vibe. Um, but no, it's I feel, good. It's strong. But some men find that probably scary. Yeah. I mean, and, and I would be lying if I said that there wasn't a single time that a man disrespected me or whatever. They right. would. They'd get out of line or whatever. They and you ever would smack just, your ass and think that was okay? or um, They would grab our bunny tail a lot. Nobody ever smacked my ass. Like, and no. Anyone no. ever say, you know, you're gorgeous? Why not? You know, I'm staying at the Century oh, Plaza. The Why don't we hang out and have some all drinks? All the time. Mm-hmm. Did anyone ever proposition you for pure, just straight on? I'm going to be right out here and tell you right now, I'd love to take you back to my hotel. Oh, 100%. What's that going to cost me? Uh, no, nobody would ever try money. But they would say, like, you know, I have a private jet. Or they would entice you with with things. And um, I typically say, like, and you also have a wife. Like, how would she feel about right, that? Right, because they'd have the wedding day on. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What and about- I don't believe in, I don't believe in, like, that's just bad karma. I totally agree. Uh, what about uh, the women uh, who would come and visit? Were they, did you find that they were somehow less respectful than the men? Because your fellow woman, they felt like the boundaries would be crossed more easily? Like, they maybe they'd smack you on the ass or? Yes, I would, yes, 100%. And you know what's so funny is that, like, um, if a guy was to smack me on the butt, I would be like, yeah, I'd either drop kick him or he would be like dragged out by security. Like that would not be tolerated at all. But if a girl was to do that to us, it would just be like, oh God, how annoying. Like she's drunk, but security would never be like, hey, hey, hey. You know what I mean? They would right. never get kicked out. Because it's cute. I guess so. It's But it's still inappropriate. Like just keep your hands to yourself. Well, people. you're not there to have be uh roped right yeah 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 i'm there to take pictures but you know i mean it was it was um but i I bet some of the models did sleep around for money or yeah for sure and that's been public knowledge i mean rolling stones has outed them i mean that's did you ever have someone like an older uh i don't say older but someone had been around a little longer who was going to take you under their wing and kind (laughs) of say you know like pilar what are you doing like you'd be like oh my god i can't believe this guy just and then she's like pilar I, you know, come on, you got to, you know, loosen up a little, you know, have some fun, have some more drinks, you know, just. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in different situations, yeah. I mean, the girls were always, but people always knew, like, I mean, they, I would go to church on Sundays. I mean, they would see me pray before I would eat. Like, I would encourage the other girls. They'd be like, what are you doing praying? You want to pray with me? Like, you How know, we, before well, we were going to eat. Are you Christian? So, or what? Catholic, yeah. So, um, and the, the crazy thing was that I won my first car tithing my playboy money so it was oh, like really yeah so everybody like That's always hilarious. knew like you know like pilar is not gonna go down where that was road. that it's like like out I'm, here 
to some to the church at the church at oh, the church funny. yeah 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 that's oh, right crazy. you wanted tithing so it has yeah, to yeah, be yeah. the church oh that's awesome <laughs> isn't that funny yeah that's great so um it's ironic I know I know totally but yeah I mean it it was it was crazy it was fun I mean if you had a daughter would you encourage her to be a no. boy playmate and why is that no um because well first off the magazine is now non nude I know so not, what do you think of that I think it's fantastic. Because I've been so mainstream for so long. I mean, thanks to the success of Deal or No Deal, I was able to become so much more mainstream. And like now doing, um, working in fantasy sports, you know, it's so much easier when people are like, oh, but she's a playmate. And they're like, it's not even nude anymore. Like, you know what I mean? And when I did it so long ago and I've just moved on from it, it's not like I continuously pose naked or whatever. So I think it's great. It makes all the mainstream stuff that I do so much more easier to negotiate well, now. <laughs> it makes you uh, more, you know, there can be less and less women who are beautiful who actually were naked in that magazine as time goes on because as time's sure. going on. Uh, real quick, for those of you who don't know what Deal or No Deal is, I just want to remind you because we've spoken about it a bunch of times. This was a game show in uh, about up to 2010, started around maybe 2005 or so. Around yeah. that time on NBC Primetime, hosted by Howie Mandel, I was Howie's writer and wrote for the show, and that's how Pilar and I met. And um, so I was there from pretty close to the very beginning. The first five shows I was not, um, they did like a little rollout to see how the show would do. But right. once it got picked up for a real run, that's when I came in. And, uh, and it was just an awesome experience. It really, really was. Yes. It was. The girls were awesome. They were a lot of fun. So I want to get back to why you said you... Let's say um, we have the equivalent of Playboy um, one day, and your daughter. Want, why did you say no that you wouldn't want? Well, her to- okay. So when I when I posed for the magazine, it was I was in a completely different situation than what my daughter would be in today. Um, you know, I used the money. I helped my mom pay off her debt. I helped my sister go to go to school. How much debt did she have? My mom, like a lot. Like hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, it was a lot in 50, terms of. No, I mean, because it was it was like. It depends less on less than. If, <laughs> if you're not making money, a lot of money, a lot, even a small amount can seem like a lot. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, what what I did with like my twenty five thousand dollars after paying my taxes was, I helped my sister go to school and I paid off my mom's debt. So, all of That's that. That's a nice daughter. Well, but my mom did a lot for us, like. What did she and do? So, I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm not challenging you. Like, like, no, no, no. I'm not saying like she didn't do anything. What I'm asking is it didn't come out right. Like, was she working like three jobs? Was oh, she, she always had two houses, jobs. Like that she kind of situation. Had, I was cleaning houses at 12 years old. Like she taught us like nothing in life is handed to you. Are you, you free Thursday? <laughs> my place. What a day. I do not totally clean houses now. Okay. I, was, I do not my clean tub, houses. I'm going to tell you. Maybe you give me some no. secrets. I clean my place. Okay, good. That's why I need some help. <laughs> Jeez. I'm just a, it's just a joke. No, but you know, at 12 years old, I couldn't get a job anywhere else. So I would right. clean a house for $25. Could you imagine? No, but I love, I love that, you know, you didn't think you were better then. No, no, no. We'd rake leaves. And like, to this day, Vic, let me tell you something. If push came to shove and I had to go back to work, I am not too good to get any kind of a job. Like I would, I would work at, you know, I would work as a receptionist. I would work at a fast food place. Like I am not... Above anything. In and out supposedly has really yeah, good yeah, yeah. benefits. Do they have benefits? I oh, have forget it. For benefits? benefits? Like, do you know what it's like, how hard it is to get like good medical insurance? Yeah, I know. Not, nothing at Playboy. They Ridiculous. weren't offering it back then. No, well, I don't work for them anymore. I know, but back then were you getting health insurance? No, no, no. 
So uh, what about Hugh? You know, I'm just curious, like, you know, there's such a, uh, he's such a legend. Um, did he you ever- You know, Vic, I have to tell you though, I, I had no idea you were this interested in, um, in the world of Playboy. Well, you know, I'm interested in everything about you. This is Stop good. it. This is just part of it. Stop it. Okay. Well, I, I'll so tell have. you, you know what? I am here as a liaison between the people watching and listening. <laughs> I am only here for them. 100%. I have zero interest in Playboy. Oh, of course. None. Of course. Uh, no, it was my gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, so did he ever hit on you? Was there ever anything inappropriate? No, no, because I'm a brunette. Oh, he only likes Bond. He but only that could be Bond. changed. Yeah, he'd have to be like, him hitting on me would have been like, oh, darling, here's a bottle of bleach. <laughs> Did he ever talk to you? All the time. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes he would try to give us advice and... I'd be actually the best advice though that he did give me was for my first book cover. Um, I took him the pictures and we picked out my book. Cover now the together. book is called "Treat Your Lady." Treat me like your car. It was a man, it's that. a man's guide to treating a lady. Did you yeah. come up with that? Yeah, because that's such a great line. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You could do a well, whole stand-up routine. On well, that. but I mean, that was a line that I would it. always just stop it. You know, they buff in. One hundred percent. I mean, they, you know, it's their baby. One hundred percent. Yes. It's like and me it was my, just. It's no. the um, universal language between men and women. And the frustrations that I was having with my boyfriend when I was always using car analogies was like, why don't you just treat me like I was your car? Did he, he treat his car like, nicely? Oh, my goodness. Well, it that's crazy because you are a classic. Right? That's not right. It's right? good that you spoke up. I yeah, I did. Jeremy, cue the music, please. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Little Lionel Witch, Richie, I'm... I am uh, romancing you with here. Oh. I hope everyone can hear it. Can we just give us 10 seconds of it a little hotter, a little higher up there, a little louder? I've been alone <laughs> with you inside my mind. That's Pilar. aggressive. Yeah, it is a little aggressive, but we're further into the interview now. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we're okay. Okay. I want to start. This is song number three oh, or four. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I sometimes see you pass outside my it's true. You've been walking by my door like all the time. You are a crazy stalker. Hello. I can't help it. Hello. Hello. Is it, is it me you've been looking for? I have. It's funny because I can totally see it in your eyes. Give me 10, a little more. I think, hold on. Just a little more. Thank you, Jeremy. Ever? Ever. Ever, ever? I was held back on deal. I mean, it's not right to date people you work with. You're right. I had to stay away from you. You're right. And I had to stay away from you. And I needed you to explore yourself and go to Machu Picchu. Yes. And become a better person. I needed you, yes. The timing's just right. (laughs) Keep it a little Um, longer. Oh, dear. (laughs) It's a little bit of a music bridge for us to Mm -hmm. get ourselves contained. Right, for sure. Hold ourselves back. I really do. (laughs) It's brunette, I know, but I'm sure it is. You have to say it's a little difficult to see it. You know, yeah. I do, I care. You care. Sometimes Sometimes or all the time? Always. Sometimes always? Sometimes I feel my, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes always. Hello. 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 (laughs) Hello. I got to let you know, know, Uh Clara. I always wonder where you are. It's All been a time. long time yes. since ten, since 2010. It has, it has. I'm happy for Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, try, I try to keep myself away from you. 
but I couldn't help it. But with somebody loving me. Tell me. Tell me, Pilar, how do I win your heart? I did get your mom's favorite candy. You did. You did. And all these candles. Yes. All these different scents. Hold on. I love you. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready because I wouldn't. Do you say it to me? Say it to me. I love you. Say it. Say it like you mean it, Vic. Say it like you mean it. Pilar. I'm not convinced. Really? That? No, I'm not. I convinced myself. I thought no, that was so good. No. Let me say it again. Should I take the glasses off? Uh-huh. Maybe. Give me some goo-goo eyes. We have really nice... No, now it just looks like you had Tourette's. That was awful. That was really bad. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Your sexy faces are aggressive. Hello. <laughs> Is it me, Vic Cohen? Yes. Come on, this should be good. A Catholic and a Jew. 100%. I mean, we have beautiful our children, babies. Yeah, our children would be very confused. No, they won't. They'd be so happy. Oh, no, you're right. They'd be Catholic. They'd because they take on the They would be Catholic with a bar and bad mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> they would be a wonderful mix. 100%. It's the best of you and me. 100%. Only the best. I'm ready. I'm ready nice. for I'm ready to have kids. Stop I have no it. children. True. Really? I'm serious. My I'm, goodness. It's 100% true. My goodness. I'll always treat you. Like I believe a, that. Like a princess. I believe. Better that. than my car. Better than your car? Yeah. My car's got... <laughs> I hit someone in a car wash the other day. Can you believe that? Did you accept your responsibility for it? They had no prom. They were fine. My <laughs> car, no, it was crazy. I took my foot off the... Uh, <laughs> accelerator and I didn't realize I wasn't in neutral I smashed into this car in a drive-thru like an automatic thing I think they thought it was the car wash oh my god yeah and um I smashed uh Jeremy let's next song please oh my (laughs) oh my (laughs) yeah 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 it's true but I, I I try and treat my car nicely but I would have I'm not that big of a car guy you know. But that's okay. So the concept behind the thing, but behind the book, the, if people want to buy this book, yeah. how do they get it? Um, you can go to Barnes and Nobles, um, barnesandnobles.com, Amazon on um, the iBook. And it's and called like again? That. Treat Me Like Your Car. It's a man's guide to treating a lady. And it's Pilar, P-I-L-A-R. A-R. Yeah. And so. L-A-S-T-R-A. T is in Tom. L-A-S-T-R-A. Right. Yeah. Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> C-O-H-E-N. Oh, it's just. It just rolls off your tongue, Lester Cohen. It's so easy, right? Easy, Lester Cohen. Lester or just Cohen. Pilar Cohen. Just Pilar You'd be Lester. such a good temple lady. Hello. On your days off of your Catholic church. <laughs> Hello. Sundays are church. Friday night is... Is, is temple. Yes, you'd be great. It'll help your career. For sure. <laughs> Not that you need any help. Because right. you really don't. So, um, yeah. But no, so you don't have to be a big car guy. Like, the whole concept is... Even even if you're not a big car guy and you own a car, you still know you have to do the bare minimum scheduled maintenance for your car to get you from point A to point B. Right. And for it to be reliable. And the better that you are to your car, the longer it's going to last. The same with a relationship. Well, there's a saying that I totally believe in. What's okay. That? And I think it doesn't have to be just with a wife. But they say happy life, happy wife. Yes. And, you know, when you've got someone special in your life, why wouldn't you treat them that way? 100%. And, yeah, and I, I think that that does go for your husband way. as well. Or your right, man or, you know what I mean? Like, But it rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But still, like, if your man's happy. Oh, good. Oh, there's the book cover. Look at Jeremy. Oh, he is amazing. Yeah, you are so cool. Isn't he great? Treat me like your car. Yep. 
So you know, help me um, pick out that cover. They're all, who did, Hugh? F. Hugh, okay, everybody else has a Hugh Hefner. Yeah, we just call him Hef. If you don't know who he is, by the way, if you're watching or listening, um, you must be too young to be watching this. Oh, wait, new song. It's been on for a minute. Oh, uh, they've been noticing. I'm happy you noticed. <laughs> it's like the it's like the scene from Ghost. Uh-huh. We've got our arms around her. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Have you done and any instead pottery? Of like, instead of pottery, there's like candles melting. Yeah. Hey, come on. Totally. These candles. I took these from home. This was a lot of work. <laughs> so much work. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm kidding. It wasn't much work. Um, so what is the, so let's talk, uh, I know you were like a fantasy football sports analyst. You guys, if you guys are into fantasy sports, football, whatever, you've got to check her out. I mean, like she really knows her stuff. There's a documentary yeah. I watched tonight in preparation of um, our date. So impressed. <laughs> yeah. And it's a documentary called Living the Fantasy. I want you all to check it out. You can buy it. On Amazon, it's an Amazon film, I believe, correct? Mm-hmm. And it was cheap. It was like three ninety nine or three ninety five. And Pilar is on this as a uh, an expert in fantasy football. Yeah, and I've it's been, a great I, I mean, film I've for you, my, I think. My show for a very long time now, and that's what we do. We give people diehard fantasy football advice. And um, now, as a Friday, I'll start covering year round sports. So I'll start covering hockey, golf. Fantasy surf. I mean, there's a fantasy surf competition going on right now. <laughs> Do you, have you ever surfed? No, no, I have. I haven't. I mean, surfed. I know it's I'm not, not necessary. Yeah, no. But you know, a lot of the people ever since um, the world of the daily fantasy sports came around, a lot of these people never even were into football. Now it's let's be just, clear. It's a numbers thing. Well, the thing that's sorry to have interrupted you. No, no, you're fine. So with fantasy football, a lot in the old days, and that's only like not that long ago, people would play a whole season. And yeah. so, like, you'd wait pretty much to the end for the big jackpot. Is that correct? Right. 100%. Now, there's something called fantasy football, like a day- daily. So daily literally, fantasy sports. And does that mean you could win a million dollars on any given Sunday? Any, if any given, oh my, are you kidding me? I mean, it can be any given day. That there's a football they have, game. Well, they do it for golf. They but do I'm it saying for, in fantasy football. In fantasy football, be, yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to wait the whole season. So to give you guys... On a week, and sometimes that, it actually goes into Monday because they, they let you play the Monday night games. Oh, too. wow. Okay. So in other words, it's literally like self-contained. It's like you could win based on one, is it one night of football or one day of football of all so the one, games that one day? Yeah, basically like the week of football. So the Millionaire Maker contest will happen like on a Sunday, the Sunday games, but they include the Mondays. Okay, but that's it. That's it. Whatever happened so no before Thursday, is irrelevant. No, 100%. So you, you pay your 20, 25 bucks, whatever the, the company is charging. And... Um, as long as it's legal in your state, some states don't allow this. But um, yeah, you set your lineup based off the salary cap and then you can win a million dollars or, you know, and then they have other ones too that aren't because the millionaire makers, like normally they have close to 300,000 people competing and okay. it's whoever gets the highest score. So is it like getting Keno, like, you know, like, in, you know, like it's such a crapshoot. It's no, so no, 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 because it's not, it's not a thing of, I mean, there's a lot of luck for sure, but a lot of it is numbers. And it's, a, it's really a game of skill. If you do your research and, you know, you know the probability, you know the defenses, you know the matchups, you know the coaching schemes, you know the injuries, then you have a much better chance at making an educated guess as to who's going to be a breakout player, you know, who's going to get you the most points, what combination is going to help you the most. To earn your cred here in okay. fantasy football, and we didn't talk about this, so if you're not prepared, I totally understand. Um, who would you say is either your top 
player you see for next year? Uh, or like, I guess, like, say, the one everyone would want to be drafting or the top three? Um, well, I'm going to say it's going to be Cam Newton because normally I'm not big on drafting quarterbacks until the fifth round, but Cam Newton's going to go in the first round without a question of a doubt. Um, Antonio Brown's probably going to go first if you're in a PPR league, but... What's a PPR league? Points per reception. Okay, see, this is where... So if they're if they're targeted a lot and their targets turn into catches, they don't even need to... You get a point for that. So okay. they don't even need to get you the six extra points for the touchdown, and Antonio Brown will get you touchdowns. So okay, he's right really now it's like hearing trigonometry. It's, I've lost it. No, I mean, it's so complex to me. So, so you know, like as an analyst, you would know who's getting the most amount of targets and who's able to turn those targets into receptions. Okay, I'm not, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch the documentary, but this gets really complicated to me. So, like, do you have a favorite football team? Well, I mean, I grew up watching the Bears, so I guess I like the Bears, but I think they oh, suck. Oh, I'm so sorry, yeah. And I don't think it's smart when you're doing fantasy football to no, have any never. allegiance to anyone. Never, never. Because, I, well, I mean, you would say, like, you know, in that particular case, like, who is it that um, that Cutler is going to be targeting the most? Well, typically it was Alshon Jeffrey, but with all the injuries that he had last year, that was really hurtful for people in season long who drafted him, you know, so, and the same with, like, Bennett, while Bennett was hurt, like he was getting a lot of the, the reception. So that's how you would know. But you have okay. to say out of all the times that he targets his favorite person, how many times are they catching the ball? Because every okay. time they catch the ball, you get a point. Okay, I still am confused, but we'll talk later. Okay. I know I need to really study it because it's, I don't know, for whatever, it just seems complicated to me. But I want to just, for all of you uh, who are unfamiliar with fantasy football, the thing that blew me away, first of all, that documentary is seriously great. Yeah. Because you see that this isn't, I thought it was just a little thing that people do. I mean, no. there are people getting really rich. Oh, 100%. Making hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars. 100%. And just to give all of you an idea, so of how big this is, and particularly for Pilar, she is ground floor. Yeah. There are not, I bet there are probably no women, or if there are women, there's none at your level of knowledge. Right. And I the mean, way, you know, you're so articulate. So you combine right. all that. You're a, I mean, this is like right place, right time. And you have such a love of the sport. Right. I mean, well, you and love all sports. You, you have to love the sport to be able to always, I mean, I watch tape all week long. Once the season starts, I, all we do is just watch tape. And I just watch the games over and over and over and over again. Um, Lisa Ann, who was a former porn star, she got into fantasy sports just a couple years ago. And so this is her, th last year was her second year covering fantasy okay. sports. And I don't so, know her. But, yeah. Really sweet girl, really sweet girl. She works okay. really, really hard. Um, and so, you know, and, and she's, I mean, I've been doing it for so long. So it's nice to see another girl come into it. We're actually co-hosting a show on Friday night um, together, and then we're going to move it to Where Thursdays. can people listen to that? On SiriusXM on the Just the, the two of you are going to be doing mm -hmm. that? Okay, cool. Yeah. And um, this, I think, really shows, I, I pulled this from the documentary, and then I, I followed up. I did, like, looked it up online. In, in 2014, they had, Forbes did a list of the hottest startups. Yeah. Okay. And this is what blew me away. Okay. We all know Uber. Right. Uber's huge, right? Mm -hmm. That was one of the startups only in 2014. Hottest startup. Another one on the list was uh, Jessica Alba's The Honest Company. Oh, yeah. Another one was Airbnb. Okay. Really? Yes. And another one, this is where I wanted to get because I want all of you to, it, it really encapsulates how big this is huge, and how big you are in this business and you're just going to keep growing. And mm -hmm. I'm really excited for you because it is a, such a natural fit. 
Because it's, you, it's a lot of fun. I love what I do. Well, it's obvious. And I remember back on Deal or No Deal, you were extremely into sports. Yeah. I mean, so the other one is called DraftKings. Draft and DraftKings yeah. is one uh, is a website for fantasy football. I don't Daily. know if it's just football. No, no, no. They cover... And actually, uh, DraftKings is probably above FanDuel, which is their biggest competitor, because DraftKings was really aggressive, A, in their, in their marketing, but also um, at, at covering all sports. So... You can even play daily fantasy MMA. Okay, like, name it really, and there you're able to make money in it in one way or another. So now um, we have to run. We believe it or not, we've I like flown to this hour. Um, Jeremy, can you uh, next song, please? <laughs> I picked each of these. I love this song with you in mind. Oh, we've I love never this done song. this. It's not. Like, it's not. <laughs> I don't uh, believe this. I'm going to ask the other girls from Deal or No Deal that have been on this show. If I played, if I if played you music, played all these songs and, and then brought candles. them chocolates, never yeah. happened. Stop it. I don't believe you. Okay, you can ask them. I don't believe you. So um, if those of you who'd love to check out Pilar, um, tell us where again they can find you. Um, you can either listen to my show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Thursday nights will be the normal. If they want to hear old episodes or... Oh, you can you can hear them on demand. Okay, what is on Sirius? What what time and what Sirius channel? SiriusXM. Um, so we're going to be on this this Friday, but then we go to Thursday nights. So okay. you can just follow me on Twitter. I always do updates and Instagram. The real. The real part. Can you believe somebody took my name? Yeah, that was me. How obnoxious. <laughs> Give it back. Um, so yeah, on Twitter, I'm at the real Pilar Lastra. Everything else, um, Instagram, I'm just... Our last okay, well, I just can't thank you enough. Thanks and so much for having me on. No, it's been awesome. And, you know, it's like you deserve the success. Aww. You work so hard. Look where you come from. You know, it's where a beautiful... I, I came from San Antonio. You Great came from come a, out of San you Antonio. Came, I'm just saying you really, you know, you worked hard. You yeah. gave that money to your mom. For sure. I mean, sure. you know, and that's living in abundance, not being afraid, holding on to money. No. You know, like in doing, no, no. putting people, in the right place. People make money. It's easy. It's easy. I'm telling you, the happiest I ever was when I quit making so much money was teaching, started teaching yoga yeah. to children with disabilities. I mean, uh, that's. Do you still do that? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for, uh, thanks for being a part me. of uh, our series here. You know, it's so great to have you and catch up. It's amazing how much has gone on in your life. I know. I know. A lot of time has passed. It has. All right. Well, thank you guys also. Uh, you guys watching, listening. Please subscribe. Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question. I'm on iTunes. And um, that's it. And uh, hopefully I will, you know, subscribe. <laughs> All right. I kind of ran out of stuff to say. It sounded like, didn't I? No, that's and I never perfect. do. I was about it. Subscribe. I guess I'm all tongue tied. I'm all tongue tied. Where do we go from here? It's a fair question. (laughs) I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair quest, 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 and.